From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little... The Trump family has stood by me through immensely difficult times without hesitation or concern for their own reputation by association. They continue to trust me with every aspect of their lives and the lives of their families. They invite me into their homes and welcome me at their family gatherings. For the past six years, I have held an executive position as it pertains to the distribution of their charitable funds, and they have charged me to identify worthy and altruistic missions. I could not be more humbled. This is the Trump family that I know. There is a movement sweeping this brave nation, and I am honored to have a front row seat to it on a daily basis. This country has spoken. My boss has justly earned the Republican nomination and broken voter registration records in countless states across America. This cannot be denied. Welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony filling in for Sean Thompson. I'm the host of Black and White Radio, heard every Saturday from 4 to 7 p.m. Head over to blackandwhiteradio.com, purchase some of the merch, help a brother out. Uh, That voice you heard was none other than Lynn Patton. Uh, I actually was there in 2016 in Cleveland hearing that speech. And I said to myself, uh, I wasn't on radio. Uh, I was still in um, in the General Assembly. No, I was just I had just left the Illinois General Assembly. And uh, when I got my radio show, uh, I've really been trying to get um, Lynn Patton on my show because uh, a, a lot of people just know her by you know she's she served as a uh in the Trump organization she was an event planner uh she worked for Eric Trump but i wanted to get i wanted people to know who Lynn Patton was because uh i heard about her story uh a good friend of mine Deontay Johnson from Black Conservative Federation uh is really close with her and he and i have been talking about her for like maybe the last year and a half and i said dude i got to get her on my show i got to get her on my show but I took every December off. So I'm a little rusty, guys. So bear with me. Bear with me. I'm a little rusty. I've been off radio for, I, I, I filled in for Dan Prof in the morning show the other day. So I'm a little rusty. Bear with me. But I wanted to in, introduce you guys to Lynn Patton. Lynn Patton, welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. Hey, John. So great to be here today. And you're not rusty. You sound fabulous. <laughs> I think we're all a little rusty. I yeah. mean, when are we ever perfect? Right? Well, that's true. That's true. But but what I, what I wanted people to do, and, and, and I, as I told you as we were texting and emailing, uh, I don't want this show to be so much about Trump, per se, because, you know, we're still in the holiday season. And I, I really do think your your story is one of triumph. And, and I think a, a lot of people don't know that story. Um Let's start off by um, telling telling this radio audience, this is a, a huge um, market for Salem Communications, the Chicago market, and um, who is Lynn Patton? Well, thank you, John. Sometimes I wonder that myself. <laughs> but uh, for those of you who don't know me and your listeners out there, I've been with uh, Donald Trump and his family since 2007, uh, starting off as a personal assistant for actually his adult kids, um, Eric Trump, uh, and then eventually Don and Ivanka as well. 
Um, and then uh, through their opportunity and trust, rising to uh, vice president of the Trump Organization, and then on to uh, actually after Omarosa left. And uh, he basically she's uh, like Voldemort. See whose name we do not say. Ooh. But uh, after she left, I was uh, one of the highest ranking black females of presidential appointees um, in his administration. Um, once he asked me to go with him to Washington, D.C. And then um, I ended up after HUD uh, working for him at Save America and now as his senior advisor on the 2024 campaign. Yeah. Well, did so you have a part to 16 years, 16 years. Yeah. Did you have a part to play in Blacks for Trump as well? Well, the first campaign, um, you know, we kind of spearheaded. We, well, first of all, I'll be honest with everybody who's listening. The first campaign, none of us had any idea what we were doing. <laughs> we were completely green and new to politics. We didn't know what coalitions were. Um, we just knew that obviously there were women voters. There were Hispanic voters. There were black voters. That, and, you know, we went out on this bus tour, a bunch of us. And we just started sort of coalescing all of these coalitions together. Um, of course, by the time 2020 rolled around, it was much more organized um, and spearheaded uh, by Katrina Pearson and a couple others. I love Katrina. I was, I was actually in the administration at the time, so I could not work officially on the second campaign um, because I chose to stay on the inside. But, um, you know, they did a fantastic job doubling our support with minorities doubling, uh, tripling our support with Hispanics and doubling our support with the LGBTQ and tripling our support with um, evangelicals. And um, now, again, I know you don't want to talk politics, but it's... No, I don't, I, I don't care about it. I, I, I'd love one. I'll, this is a political show, so <laughs> I would love yeah, to talk it's, about it. It's our support, obviously, um, for this man is off the charts. You yeah. know, at the end of the day... Um, Americans are are waking up. My boss has a massive 60 point lead over the entire GOP field. And, um, you know, the narrative that he's not the most electable candidate for the general is just not working because he has a 10 point lead over Biden. Yeah. So, you know, at the end of the day, the uniform message of uh, the campaign as a whole is that things were better with Trump. Americans were richer with Trump. Americans were safer with Trump. Americans were stronger with Trump and, um, you know, the everyday voter uh, is is obviously waking up and can see that with their own eyes and feel it in their own pocket. Yeah. And, and you know what, Lynn, I, what's what's so great about having you on the show um, is you've known him for a, a 10 plus year, 15 plus years. Uh, you've 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 seen a lot of different things. You know, you see a lot of these these entertainers, rappers, especially uh, 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 the, these black people. Um, yeah. And how they quickly shifted and, and, and changed up on Trump, calling him a racist. You've been there. You know this man. Is Donald yeah. Trump a racist? And, you know, um, I get that question a lot. And, you know, what I will say, it was it was certainly a unique front row to see, obviously, how popular they were before he came down the escalator. Yeah. They were always invited to the Super Bowl, always invited to... The Oscars always invited to, um, you know, the Met Gala and all of these, quote unquote, sort of Hollywood events. And um, we're friends with, obviously, uh, Al Sharpton, Jesse Jackson, every single sort of um, liberal activist, including 
being invited, obviously, to the Clinton wedding. Um, you know, obviously, uh, Chuck Schumer was a friend of Trump. They all loved him. The media adored him. He had the number one television show on NBC in the country for several years. Um, Emmy Award winning, by the way. But at the end of the day, to see that sort of reverse itself within minutes of him announcing his candidacy as a Republican um, was was quite sort of shocking. Um, And, you know, I'm not going to pretend that um, I don't know that, you know, one of the biggest things I've had to reconcile as a black female working for this family has been the fact that whether we like it or not, right or wrong, there have been some sort of uh, hate groups and, and uh, white supremacy groups um, and white nationalist groups that have aligned themselves mm-hmm. with Trump's narrative during uh, all of these campaigns. And it's been something that has personally bothered me. I know I've had extensive conversations with the family about it. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, um, there are certain things, and I, I was just talking to my friend, I'm actually at my college roommate's house today with her and her son. Nice. Uh, shout out to them. And we were talking because they had watched my RNC speech. And one of the things I said in that speech was that the Bible tells you you can judge a tree by the fruit it bears. Yes. And if you believe that, then you believe in my boss. Donald J. Trump, because he's raised five of the best children I've ever had the honor to know and the privilege to call friends, because at the end of the day, racist people raise racist children. Correct. Even if it's in, you know, as black people, we spend our entire lives sort of detecting even the slightest hint of racism, particularly, John, like you and I, when, you know, the majority of the scenarios we find ourselves in, we might be one of the only minorities in the room. Yeah. Um, but you can feel it instinctively, the subtle stares, yeah. the unwelcome undertones, the reluctant inclusivity. Um, you know, and sometimes if you really blend, you know, they'll forget you're there and they might even <laughs> outright make like a racist comment or a joke or a generalization right in front of you. Yeah. Um, because racists, even subconscious ones, eventually can't help themselves. That's true. And so while it might seem insignificant, I've never once felt these feelings in the presence of Trump or his adult children. I've traveled all over this country with them. I've been to weddings, funerals, birthday parties, bridal showers, sleepovers. Um, I've gone out uh, drinking with them. Like all the scenarios where something might have slipped up. And even if it wasn't a black joke, maybe it was an Indian joke or a a Native American joke or something. um, I would have seen something or maybe it was a misogynistic joke. None of that has ever come up. And I can't necessarily say the same thing for some of my other friends, um, because, you know, to me, at the end of the day, Trump doesn't see black or white. He sees what I call success or failure. And whether that's that's a great way to put that, Lynn. Thank you. That's a great Thank way you, to put it. Well, and, and you know and, what? Um, just just yeah. to verify what you were saying, um, I have my. I've, I got so excited that I had you on the phone. I forgot to introduce my guest <laughs> co-host today, uh, Dennis oh. Rebelletti, Um Because hi, Dennis. How I, are you? Good. How are you? So I, I, I'm a former state legislator, and I was the only black Republican to serve in the Illinois General Assembly in the last 40 years. And Dennis, who's sitting here with me. 
had to stand up and defend me against a Democrat because I've gotten a lot of that from Democrats, oh, not so much Republicans. Yeah, of course. You know, that's and, who I get most of my hate mail from. Yeah, see? fellow minority, I mean, fellow minorities who are, are in the Democrat Party. Yeah. Um, you know. I know we have you for one more segment. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, thank you so much. And you've been so much so gracious with even coming on the show, even with your time. Uh, I want to no, come back, and I know Dennis has a, a few questions for you. He's over there nodding his head right now. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, yeah, I, listen, what you're doing, and I, I hope you, I hope you're willing to, to share some of your story of triumph when we come back from break. I am, I am. When yeah. we come back in the second segment. But what I was gonna just wrap up really tight like a bow go ahead was that you know whether that success or failure manifests itself as a person a neighborhood a country a project sometimes it's even a restaurant or you know um one of his properties it's either a success or it's a failure you know when he called and i hate to pardon my french Haiti, that blank hole country all he meant was that the government has failed its people. Correct. They are a corrupt government who is not putting their constituency first, um, and they are obviously keeping, uh, you know, the the uh, the residents of of, of Haiti um, uneducated, impoverished, and um, and obviously, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah. Sort of. Uh, um, uh, uh, Basically, uh, you know, I'll uh, tell you this. He, he, he didn't world. lie. No, and it he wasn't didn't a lie. lie. And almost everybody I've met since that comment from Haiti has agreed, has agreed with him. And they said it's horrible. Yeah. You know, and he was calling out, and he would say the same thing about a, 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 a blue run city here in, in, in the United States. You know, it has nothing to do with the nationality. It has to do with the fact that the policies yep. and the and the leadership of that particular community have failed its citizens and its residents. I love it. Um, that and, voice. And that's the Donald Trump. I know. Amen. That voice you hear is Lynn Patton, senior advisor to, to the 45th president of the United States, Donald Trump. Uh, we got, we got her for one more segment. Lynn, hold the line. Uh, you're listening to the Sean Thompson show. I'm John Anthony filling in for Sean Thompson. We'll be right back. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson show on AM 560. The answer. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony filling in for Sean Thompson, host of the hit radio show, Black and White Radio, heard every Saturday from 4 to 7 p.m. Uh, before the break, we were talking to Lynn Patton, senior advisor to the 45th president. I say 45th uh, should have been twice, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. Uh, I still think that Chicago politics and Chicago election was put on steroids nationally. Uh, that's just me. I've been... I'm somebody who uh, I, I catch a lot of beef because I'm not willing to break with Trump. I have I even to this day, I had somebody send me a question. Are you still going to vote for that criminal? I said, oh, due process. Right. Uh, I guess I guess unless unless you're a Republican, due process doesn't count. You got to be a Democrat or somebody on the left to do that. But I neither here nor there. All right. Uh, prosecutor, you got a question? I, I do. I think I'm on. Oh, I don't I can't hear you. You know, on the mic. Just go to the mic. Go to the mic. I'll, this one. There work. you go. Yeah. Okay. Lynn, uh, good afternoon. Thank you for coming on the show. Uh, you've had an opportunity to work with the family, and I and people don't really get to understand how families get to operate. 
You know, obviously, I'm I'm a I'm an elected official. I've served with John, and people don't get to see behind that that curtain very often. So you've had a chance to see Trump at its his best and his probably his worst and in between. If you ask Donald right now what his finest moment as a president was and what his lowest moment was, would that be something you could give us some insight into? Oh, wow. That's a very good question. <laughs> I, um, wow. <laughs> Let me think. I mean, I would have to say that, um, you know, one of his finest moments, um, and he talks about this all the time, is um, he just loves uh, the support he's had for the military. And, um, you know, uh, obviously, a lot of the things that he's done um, internationally, NATO was one of his greatest accomplishments, obviously, all of the trade agreements and the renegotiations of, of uh, sort of uh, unfair trade agreements that the Democrats and Obama and Biden and, and those before him, even Bush had in place, um, where, you know, we're forced to buy goods and services from countries that don't do it in return. Um, Trump re- reversed all of that um, with, uh, obviously, uh, the um, North American Trade uh, Agreement and all of that sort of stuff. Um, I would have to say one of his lowest moments um, oh, would certainly be, uh, you know, the double standard of the, of the um, impeachment. Yeah. You know, um, the first one, uh, which was a complete sham of uh, the quid pro quo with the Ukrainian uh, sort of phone call, um, which, as Trump would say, was a, was a perfectly good phone call, just mm-hmm. asking about um, documented sort of quid pro quo that we now know um, happened while Biden was vice president. Um, you know, uh, that is, to me, uh, one of the low points. And then, of course, the January 6th insurrection is something that Democrats would have us comparing to 9-11, yep. where now that 40,000 hours of videotape has been released, we now know that that was a false narrative, that they suppressed evidence, that they suppressed um, interviews, that they suppressed, um, obviously, constitutional rights to put forth um, a, a false sort of uh, committee um, that was biased and partisan and, and really did not want the truth, um, but rather um, wanted a way to sort of uh, make sure that this man could not ever run for president again. And I want to make it clear to people who obviously have seen uh, the victory that came down in the courts in Michigan today and obviously uh, what happened in Colorado last week. Mm. At the end of the day, Donald Trump, not only has he not been convicted of insurrection, but he's never even been charged Correct. with insurrection. Um, a lot of people think he has been and he's not. And I want to make that clear right now. And we expect every single um, state Supreme Court and then ultimately uh, the country's Supreme Court to rule in our favor. So, Lynn, the other question I have for you, because you have personal knowledge, how does he connect with people? You have such a large group of people where you have Especially the black blacks. that you see the numbers in the black community go up the latino community what does donald trump do as a billionaire and i, and I use the term billionaire because i want to tie into the state of illinois mm-hmm. our governor is a billionaire mm-hmm. i don't believe he connects with anybody no our former yeah. governor was a billionaire a republican mm-hmm. who didn't connect with anybody how does he who is a billionaire 
connect to everyday people and he can identify with them. What it, what makes that happen for Donald Trump? What is that it factor for him? Well, I actually remember when he said this to me personally, and what your listeners know and what you guys know is that Donald Trump, even before he came down the golden escalator, has never been embraced by the 1%. Um, you know, the 1% actually hates him because he was always uh, beating them in, in uh, business deals and or uh, taking over their properties and, and things like this. So he's always been sort of the champion and the uh, a favorite of uh, the everyday man. You know, when he walked down the streets of New York, even before politics, taxi drivers, <laughs> construction workers, cops, firefighters, nurses, they loved this man. Um, and I've seen it with my own eyes. When he walks into a room, he literally sucks the energy out. Um, you know, you could have Brad Pitt in there. You could have, um, you know, uh, obviously, uh, De, 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 you know, um, De Niro, any sort of Chris Pratt. major. You can have LeBron James in there. And when Donald Trump walks in, heads turn and the, uh, the attention and the momentum and the energy is shifted. There's yeah. something about him yeah. uh, that just, Really, uh, it's, he's authentic. It's, it's obviously something that uh, DeSantis, I hate to say, <laughs> has learned the hard way. Yeah. Um, you know, that here's a guy who, thanks to a lifeline endorsement from my boss, becomes arguably the most popular governor in the nation, only to betray the kingmaker, lose yep. the support of a constituency that was never really even his. Yeah. And now he's hardly welcome in his own home state. And my boss is beating him, um, you know, 68%. Um, to practically nothing um, with his own uh, Floridian voters. Yeah. So uh, it's, 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 it's something that everybody always underestimates and, and lives to regret. Hey, hey Lynn, uh, we got to go to break, but uh, do you have any more time to spare with us? I, I, well, I do, as long as my hosts say it's okay. It's okay with me. I, I, cause, because I really, I really want to get into your story because I, it shows the type of people, the type of person Donald Trump and the type of people the Trump kids are. Because, and it's yeah. also something near and dear to me because my mom um, throughout my entire life suffered uh, as a youngster the same, same issues. And when I was, le- when I was a legislator, yeah. yeah, and when I was a legislator, Dennis Rebelletti and I, came together with another legislator and passed legislation. We were the first in the nation to do it. I don't want to do it yet because I don't want to give it away because I want you, <laughs> I want you to be able to tell the story. Well, like, thank you. And John, thank you for giving me the platform to do that because not every media outlet wants to hear it yeah. because it, it obviously um, breaks the narrative that they're trying to sell that these people um, don't care. Oh, no, that's not me. So that's not that. me. Because I I think it's a story of triumph, and I think it's a story of redemption, and and I love those type of yep. stories that that I do Thank that every you. week on my show. Thank you. So, we're talking to Lynn Patton, senior it. advisor. Let's do it. <laughs> we're talking to Lynn Patton, senior advisor to the Trump administration. More of the Sean Thompson show when we get back. Oh, are we back at Black and White Radio? That's that's my music there. Coming in hot. Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony filling in for Sean Thompson. Uh, before the break, we were talking to Lynn Patton. She's the senior advisor to the former president of the United States, Donald Trump. Uh, Lynn, uh, I, I, I have a question. Um, I'm having so many people are sending me questions to um, to pose to you, but uh, I think this is a very important question because, uh, as I told you, growing up, my mom's my mom, uh, my entire from 
the time I was five, six years old up until I was 15, 16 years old. Uh, can you share your personal journey with substance abuse? Uh, and, uh, um, and how did the Trump family react to it? What was their response to when you came out and told them what was happening? Well, I'd be honored to, John, and thank you for giving me this platform to tell this story because most, uh, obviously, media outlets do not want to hear it because it defeats the narrative uh, that they're trying to push out about the Trump family. But I credit them with staging an emotional intervention um, that saved my life. And, you know, one of the things that uh, most of your listeners and as you yourself just said, uh, alcohol and addiction has in one way or another touched every family in this country, mm-hmm. whether indirectly or directly, uh, whether it's a coworker or a family member. And uh, now, obviously, because of our poor southern border, fentanyl is the leading cause of death in America, yeah. ages 18 to 45. Not car crashes, not heart disease, not even war. Um, over 180,000 deaths last Sheesh. year alone. Um, and under Joe Biden, overdose deaths have increased by 41%. What a lot of people don't know, and actually I didn't even know um, until Kellyanne Conway told me, but under Trump, overdoses declined by 30% nationwide for the first time in over um, 30 years. Wow. And that to me was, wow. was mind-boggling because, again— not only have I seen them make a change nationwide in terms of the war on drugs, but they made a change in my own life. Um, you know, uh, anybody who understands addiction knows that relapse is part of recovery. Mm-hmm. And um, growing up in suburban Connecticut and going to a lot of prep schools and boarding schools, I was exposed at a very early age to cocaine. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, it was never something that I felt addicted to. It was something I always kind of excused as, uh, you know, I only did it at parties or I never bought it or, you know, you, you compartmentalize um, your own use and addiction. Um, I don't do it at work. I, I pay my rent. I am responsible. I, all my bills are covered. I'm not homeless. I have a, a high functioning relationship. I have a high functioning job. These are things that you tell yourself when you're at the same time, uh, buying five, six hundred dollars worth of drugs a day. Wow. Um, and at, at the end of the day, I walk into work at the Trump Organization. This had to be about 2011, 2012. So it was long before he came down the escalator. Yeah. Um, and Eric Trump called me into his office and he said, Lynn, I just want you to know um, that we know that you're using and uh, you're better than that. And you're better than this. And of course, and I hate to admit it, John, but I just, I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh. I was like, I deny, the denials. deny, deny. I was like, deny to the grave. I yeah. said, me? Through <laughs> cocaine? What? Yeah. Who told you this? How did you know? And John, as God is my witness, uh, Eric Trump started crying. Oh. And, uh, you know, my parents were on the phone. His wife was on the phone. Um, his brother and sister called in, like, and they just said, "You really want to do this, Lynn? You really, 
want to deny it. And, and then I just burst into tears. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said, you're like a sister to us. What do we need to do to fix this? Um, you know, what do we need to do to make this better? Um, and, you know, that's when I was reminded um, that here's a man mm. who did not need to come down that escalator. Yeah. He did not need to throw his whole life away. Um, you know, he has sacrificed everything because he did not like the direction this country was going in. And who am I to potentially put that at risk? Who am I to put myself and my addiction before a man and a family who has, who would sooner subject themselves to undue bias investigations and scrutiny than reincorporate the Trump organization in Florida, which they could have done years ago. Correct. Uh, but when I asked Eric why he didn't do it, he said, you know why, Lynn? Because not everybody would be able to relocate to Florida. Mm. He's like, and they would sooner. Always thinking about other people. They would sooner inconvenience themselves than inconvenience one family um, that's worked with them for 5, 10, 15 years like myself. And uh, one of the other things that a lot of people don't know is um, the Trump Hotel in Washington, D.C., which um, obviously was the hub of all political um, activity uh, during his administration and celebrities and everything else. One of the conditions of the sale last year was that the new owners had to keep every single staff member on payroll or Trump was not going to sell it to them. Um, And, you know, from the valets to the concierges, to the bartenders, to the chambermaids, every single one of them is still there because of this man. Wow. Um, and they, they, they looked me in the eye and they said, your family. And they said that, um, you know, we're not going to fire you. We're not going to just cast you aside. And you know how I know they saved my life? How's that? Be- because around 2017, 2018, I was in my office at HUD um, when, uh, you know, the president had appointed me. Yeah. regional director of um, the Northeast region of HUD under Secretary Carson. Yes. And I'm, and I'm looking at the New York Post, and on the cover of the New York Post is my former drug dealer being curb walked because the cocaine he distributed killed four people in Manhattan. What? Um, yes. And it was laced with fentanyl. And, uh, you know, I said to myself, my gosh, if, if this was not God's work, and if this was not this family's work, um, and if, uh, you know, I know it sounds sort of uh, demagogish, but uh. a Donald Trump running for president literally saved my life. Wow. Um, and, uh, you know, that's why these are the reasons why I will never leave this family. These are the reasons why I will never stop fighting for this man. And these are the reasons why, um, you know, I consider them a part of my family Um, and they've let me in to their home, um, you know, uh, their baptisms, their funerals, um, their weddings. um, And it's just, you know, they're cat sitting for me right now (laughs) um, in Florida. So uh, is that Eric and Laura's house? Because JetBlue wouldn't let them on the plane when I went home. Um, So it's, uh, you know, that's who we are. Yeah. We're, we're best friends first. We're family first, best friends second. Yeah. 
um, bosses third. Yeah. And, um, and again, none of this would be possible if they weren't raised by two amazing parents. Right. Lynn, um, you, we're not, this is not a podcast. We're on radio, so we got to go to break. But uh, you've been uh, so gracious with your time. I thank you. I will yeah. not ask for any more time. Uh, no. When you're in Chicago, you got to come on my show. I sit will. in the studio I with will. me. I will. All right. I will. And thank you. And Chicagoans are waking up. Yes. I know the people listening to your, to your show right now are, are waking up, you know. Trump Lynn, get him here. Get the president. The border. Get the president. Get the president to Chicago. There's a lot of black right. Democrats who want him here. I'm telling you, they'll come out in droves for him. I will. I will say it on the staff meeting tomorrow morning. Yes, please. You're the best. Thank you, John. Thank you, Dennis. Yeah, it's been great. Uh, Lynn Patton, 45th uh, senior advisor to the 45th president. Uh, thank you so much for joining us on the Sean Thompson Show. We'll be right back. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on the Sean Thompson Show on AM 560. The answer. Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony, filling in for Sean Thompson. Uh, Prosecutor, uh, one of the reasons why I wanted to have her on was because uh, there's so many questions I had for her. I wanted to, you know, you heard about the Jennifer Hudson when her uh, her family was killed. There was a story that Trump put them up in Trump Towers in Chicago indefinitely. Uh, He didn't put a time limit on it. That that was a question. Uh, I think because people that know Trump, sing a different tune about who he is than what you hear from the media and these, and these idiots out in the, in the media world and, and politicians, these rappers and all that, Tony Yayo, uh, 50 Cent, they love him. They still to this day still talk about Mike Tyson. They know who the real Trump is, you know, and, and but I guess, I guess that, that Mighty Dollar, a lot of people like Snoop Dogg who love Trump, Barack Obama even made a, min- a reference to Trump. Um, what do you think about that? Well, I have to laugh, John, as as an aficionado of '80s and '90s rap. Oh, um, how many rappers used to sing about about Donald Trump? Yeah. Right, that was like that was the pinnacle, right? Nelly, Nelly sang about him. So you have all these people singing about him. He's part of the culture of the yeah. late '80s and early '90s, Correct. right? Somebody who's growing stuff, who's known everywhere, and then he runs for president, and wow, yeah. he's a Republican yeah. now. That changes everything. We hate him. We despise him. He's a racist. He's a xenophobe. He hates everybody. And what you learn from somebody like Lynn Mm -hmm. is that the family is just like your family. Correct. They may have money, but they're not out there busy telling you about it. Right. And Trump is the only president. Go back and look. How many presidents lose money? Right. None. None. He's the only one. Trump's lost a billion dollars. Yeah. That's real money. Yeah. And he's lost that. But when you hear the stories that they take time to intervene in somebody's life that's part of their life, Correct. they could choose to take a walk. That's they could true. discard them like a garbage They bag. could have easily fired her. Easily. Especially when she lied. Absolutely. But yet what they do. But you know what? Donald Trump's father was an alcoholic. He understands that from being a child yep. and growing up in it, he chose not to drink. But that doesn't mean he chose to throw people, his family, aside yeah. from him. And he gets it. The family understands it. And I, I have to uh, throw a shout-out to my father-in-law who's listening to Crown Point. <laughs> he texted me and told me that people need to hear the real story. Amen. And these are the stories that people don't get to hear yep. about Donald yep. Trump. They just Well, you hear, heard him say that. Right. Doesn't fit the narrative, the agenda. It does not fit the agenda because he hates everybody. 
but what you do realize is he actually cares. Right. That, and that, and, and he, the, the, when you care about somebody that much that you could discard them like yesterday's right. newspaper, when we used to have newspapers. Right. <laughs> so, I, you know what? It, it, it changes my, even my thoughts on Trump in a bigger picture yeah. because here's a man who can win. And as a politician, John, all politicians yeah. get it. Yeah. Either you have it or you don't. Yeah. Uh, that's so true. That's why I wanted to have her on going into the new year because I think people need a different perspective of who Donald Trump is. Craig Glenn, Robert Holderline, you're listening to The Sean Thompson Show. Hour two, coming up next. This is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so well, all right. Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony filling in for Sean Thompson. I'm host of the hit radio show heard every Saturday, Black and White Radio, uh, from four to seven. Uh, I, I miss being on radio. I was so happy when Marcus, Black White Marcus, called me and said, "Hey, I want you to uh, fill in for Dan on uh, Thursday and Friday of last week, and also I want you to fill in for Sean Thompson on Wednesday and Thursday." I know. Listen, it's a, it truly is an honor. Because Sean and Dan doesn't just let anybody fill in for them. Trust me, uh, Sean tells me that all the time. Uh, I won't. Just, I, Sean said I'm the only one that I am the only one that can fill in for his show. So I um, I know how how much Sean loves doing this radio show, and so it's always an honor when I'm able to fill in for Sean. Uh, Dennis, that was a great interview. What do you think? You know, it was awesome, and. Um it's hard for people, for political people, to tell their story. And you need the surrogates out there. You do. I, I, you do. You and really do. and here, here is somebody who could definitely wow a crowd with their personal nature, their personal contact yeah. and, and relationship with the Trump family, and bring it all together because she's going to tell you what it looks like behind the curtain. And, and we don't ever get to see that. We only get to hear what the mainstream media tells us, and we only understand that Donald Trump is a racist, right? An insurrectionist, right? The worst human being, xenophobic, everything, <laughs> xenophobic, everything. Say. You and I have been called, yeah, John. yeah uh, everything, because we're Republican, and we've been behind the curtain as well, and we 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 have been behind the curtain, and so it's hard to understand people's personal lives because, for whatever reason, as political people. People think of us differently. Like, yeah. you know, it's like you're different, right? right? So you don't have a family. You don't have a personal life. Right. You're just always on. And we always have, uh, we have friends and family. Mm -hmm. And you have somebody like Lynn right there who can tell you just how personal, how much they made a difference in her life. So yeah. I, I thought that was an amazing. And I had so many more questions that I wasn't able to. You could, have, you could have had her on, John, for an hour. I could have. Easily. Easy. Or two hours. Easy. Let's head, let's head over to the phone lines. By the way, give us a call, 312-642-5600. Sorry, uh, Minardi, I'm opening up the phone line. I forgot, I forgot my nick, nickname from Jim Minardi. 
312-642-5600. Give us a call. Let us know what you thought about Lynn Patton in her interview. Let's go to Craig from Mount Greenwood. What's up, brother? I just heard you on the morning show. You called in. You don't call into my show anymore, though. That's okay. You know what? I listen to a lot of times I'm driving or I'm doing something, and it, but I'm listening to you. So um, I'm going to call you at, uh, on your show. Uh, I, I've done it a couple of times. I I'll know. do it again. Because, and, oh, and then you had somebody filling in for you. Uh, uh, let's see. I'm trying to remember. If I, I thought I called in on one of those. You didn't call in when I, host, when I hosted. That was last week. I hosted, didn't I? I didn't uh, get your call. <laughs> You guys are ganging up on me now. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, brother? I'm going to do it. I'm going to take it. Uh, sometimes it's hard to do, but I'll, I'll do it. Because, no, I like talking to you and everything. And you have good shows and you have good, uh, you know, uh, comments. And, uh, you know, the things you talk about are important. Yeah. That's why the, the thing that I wanted to mention was that, um, you know, everyone can see just how the left has made up their mind that they don't, they, they are so fearful of Trump ever getting near that White House. That's why you see all the unbelievable things they, they've done and all the different leftists are all up and down, the, like all different ideas with the, you know, okay. But that's not, that's only a part of what the leftists have in their mind. They, they want to, uh, what's that called, uh, redo the, you know, uh, what's that called, uh, what uh, Obama said about uh, transform, uh, transform America. Uh, and, fundamentally transform and America. Around. And reimagine. Yeah, and reimagine. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the uh, these uh, um, what do you call it? illegals coming to the way they're doing it, the stuff with the shutdowns, the thing with the COVID shots. And here's my point about it: it's getting close. They're they're not. They've made up their mind. They're not going to let uh, Trump in there. Now God can overrule, and I believe that if it's God's decision, oh God will overrule it. He'll be the president. But yeah. none of us can do anything about it. The left and the devil has made up their mind. Now the last word is with God. So. Yeah, if, God, if it's in God's plan, and I sure do hope it is. Yeah, amen. Hey, you know, I'm I'm, I'm going to get into that for a while, right? Hey, 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 Craig, I'm going to get into that with uh, we got uh, Congressman Mike Boss joining us at the five thirty five hour. I'm going to I'm going to tackle that with him about you know people feel like everything is hopeless. There's nothing. Is there anything that the the, the House of Representatives can do to combat what's happening uh, with all these indictments and things of that nature? So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tangle with um, Congressman Mike Boss about that. Thanks so very much for joining good, us, Craig. Good. Thank you. Let's go to Glenn from Oakbrook. Glenn, welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. Yeah, hi, guys. You Thanks know, um, I'm getting nervous about w- the left-wing media, the celebrities, late-night talk show hosts. They're firing up their base, and they're getting desperate. And some of the, uh, some of the uh, body language and the words are getting close to something bad to happen to Donald Trump. Because of this rhetoric, yeah, Are, is everybody keeping an eye out on this? Because they're, uh, to me, desperate people do desperate things. I agree. So. I definitely agree. And and, and you, you know, I'm sure the the risk is has increased significantly, uh, especially since all of the, the indictments and because th- nobody wants them to become there. There's a there's a group of people out there that don't want him to become president. Dennis, he still has a Secret Service detail. Yeah. Which was denied to RFK Jr., which I don't understand. Right. You're, a, you're a regular. A Kennedy. <laughs> you're, right. You're a Kennedy. But, of course, a, as you are now going to be the standard bearer for the Republican Party, now the nut jobs are going to be out there. And they're peop- you have to take all valid threats against everybody yeah. very seriously. And God bless our law enforcement folks because they're going to ones that, they're going to protect everybody out yeah. there so yeah, you gotta true. be worried about it that's true let's go to robert from bloomingdale robert welcome to the sean thompson show 
John, uh, Supervisor Robinetti. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Doing today? well. Great. How are you, sir? Good. Here's to a happy 2024 in many, many respects. Amen. We hope. Yeah, Amen. here, here. You know, I want to talk about President Trump today because the reason the secret to President Trump is, number one, he speaks to people, not at them. Yep. And his family, we went to Addison to see John uh, Don Jr. at uh, Addison at the banquet hall. And if, I'll tell you, if you've seen him uh, talking one-on-one, he would talk to you like I'm talking to you and the audience. And he would never say, oh, poo, 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 I'm better than you or anything like right. that. He would listen and talk to you. So the Trumps talk to people, and that's what the secret is. And he tells it like it is, and people like myself, Think about what he's saying and agree with him. What do you think? I, I definitely agree. Uh, you, you know, I saw the comment on on the computer screen, and I thought to myself, amen, <laughs> because if you talk at people, nobody's listening. Yep. When you talk to them and have a conversation and a dialogue, people pay attention. They feel like they're being heard, and that's what matters in an election. I definitely agree. Thanks so much for yeah. calling us, uh, Robert. Let's go to Rich Joe Petty from the Indian Head Park. What's up, brother? Hey, hey, John, how you doing? Doing well. Who are you on there with tonight? That's just sorry, me, myself I, and the prosecutor, Dennis Rebelletti, former state rep. Dennis? Hello, Rich. Uh, I, hope, I hope you guys had a good uh, Christmas. Yes, we did. Absolutely. What's up, brother? What I wanted to say, what I wanted to say is that the Democrats, they've got to stop uh, saying that if uh, President Trump is elected, we're going to lose our democracy. Well, the way I look at it, we're losing it already when you have states and you have judges trying to keep them off the ballot and take from us, no matter who we are, if we're rich or poor, uh, no matter the color of our skin, they're trying to take away our votes. Yeah. And if that's not an attack on our democracy, then nothing is. Yeah. But you know what, Rich? If you've listened to my show long enough, you know one thing about me. I want to see death to democracy. I want to see the rise of the republic again. I think. I think. I think when when you truly understand uh, that America was founded as a republic, I think you look at you you look at this nation and what we were able to do in what four hundred some years prior to right. the the fall of the republic uh, and and this rise of of this so called democracy. The Democrats use their words wisely, and that's why they well, continue I, to say. What democracy. I'm saying though. John, what I'm saying though is I'm using their words. Yeah, democracy. I know what you're saying. I know it's a republic. Yeah, I know exactly. You know, what you're but saying. I'm just using their words. Yeah, well, and basically that's what it is. That's true, Rich. Thanks so much for calling us, Rich. Um, Pistol Pete, do I got a, another minute or two? All right, let's go to Mitchell from Displains. Displains, what's up, brother? Hey there, Team Aries. Uh, there, uh, Dennis. I uh, hope uh, 2024 is a great year with Trump and so much more. Um, and here's the thing. Okay, this whole thing with regards to Trump, you know, what people on the left are too stupid to understand is that Trump was never indicted for an insurrection. Strike one. Strike two. Okay, you can't basically have a baseless crime or, you know, a, uh, an inferred crime that never took place and then use that against the person who's running for president. But see, these states, okay, in these Democratic states are so, it's all about manufacturing consent. This is a commercial, daddy These indictments are nothing more than commercials to swing that. They're trying to go after John and Dennis that what I call, it's the independent voter 
Okay, yeah. especially in the swing states, right. Arizona, Georgia, Pennsylvania. And listen, last time in 2020, uh, sloppy Joe Biden couldn't get four people to a Howard Johnson <laughs> banquet hall, and he gets, what, 81 million votes? I mean, it's a joke. <laughs> but my whole point is this, and I'll end on this note. Until the, uh, the, the Democrats are going to come up with any type of, any type of radical manufacturing consent, to do one thing, they want to sway public opinion, even if it's a complete work of fiction. Do you hear what I'm saying here, Daddy O? I do, Daddy O. Thanks so much for calling us, Mitchell. Sure. Uh, yeah, but 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 I know we got a, a few seconds left. But how can they come after him on on insurrection? Especially you saw what happened in Colorado when he wasn't even charged with insurrection, and and then it's Section 14, right? I mean, um, uh, our, our Amendment 14. Is that they're coming after him with that? Did they bypass the the, the words due process? In that, right? right? Let's not forget the Fifth Amendment comes before the Fourteenth Amendment. That's true. But you know the Bill of Rights. Let's not, let's disregard all of that. Yeah, I think that the Democrats simply thought that they could at some point stop Trump, and now they're playing to that. Remember, there's a five to eight percent group of people in about eight states that swing the entire election. That's true. And what they want those independent voters to think, Mitchell, and you are en fuego today, on fire. is very simple. Trump can't be the governor, can't, can't govern the states from prison, right? right. He's not going to govern it from, from where Bogoyevich was at out in... Uh, are you saying it's not Russia? You can't. That's right. You can't, <laughs> we don't know. You know, you saw what the Russians are doing to people now. Yeah. They got them, they're political prisoners everywhere around the world. And they here they are saying, hey... You, you know, your guy's going to be in prison. He can't govern the United States of right. America. So you're like, yeah, I, I don't know if I can vote for the guy. Make up crimes. Prosecutors have a lot of authority. I know that. I, I was know. one of them. I know. You can indict a ham sandwich, allegedly. <laughs> and so now you indict somebody and say you can't be president. Then, if you that doesn't work because that's not working yet. Now, we'll go state by state and say you're an insurrectionist. Correct. We're always going to use... When there's eight, no charge on that. That's correct. Yeah. There's no proof. There's no conviction. There's nothing that says that. And now we're going to go back to where are we going back to? We're going back to the 1860s, John, yeah. to the amendments that freed slaves. But isn't it, wait, 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 let me stop you right there. Isn't it amazing that they, they, they're continuing to go to these Civil War statues to go after this guy? Doesn't that, doesn't that, I mean, what does that say about what Jack Smith and all these other prosecutors, Fannie Willis and, and uh, Letitia James, what does that say about you? About that? Because they about are, are afraid. They will flip the script on anybody. They will challenge you with their power. And Donald Trump is the only person that I know as a political person, one of the few in the country, that has the name ID, the money, the resources, and the mental acuity to stay with it. Because you got to run for president yep. and try to defend yourself in four or five different jurisdictions which is complete garbage, John. That's true. And, and think about the, the picture that they're painting. I mean, Trump is going into these places with Secret Service security. Think about when he was turning himself in for these indictments with Secret Service security. That's the picture they wanted. John, I can't even imagine. I've had to turn clients in as a defense lawyer. Go get, go get your picture taken and take the Secret Service with you. Yeah, we'll be right back. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. Where's this music from? Pistol Pete? My show? No. Oh, 
I guess so. Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony filling in for Sean Thompson. Uh, I got to let you guys know, and I got my buddy, the prosecutors, Dennis Revelletti, who's now converted to President Trump, so that's amazing. <laughs> He's getting these text messages. Hey, so you're Trump, Trump guy now. I, I'm a realist. Yeah. I already know what the numbers tell me. Right. And if you're over 50%, and not barely over 50%, yeah. when you're 60% everywhere, then as I talked about when I had the chance to host your show, yeah. we talked about the vice presidential candidates. Yeah, I heard that. And that's where I, I think the... I think this other these debates are now about can you convince President Trump that you bring something of value to the ticket? Yeah. So I'm not. I hope you don't get Nikki Haley. I'm I'm a I'm a Governor Huckabee Sanders person. I I I think I think I I, lo- I love her, man. I, I can you imagine her and Kamala having a debate? Well, I, I'm not anti Nikki Haley, and I know you are, and I know some of the listeners. I still are. vote for her if she's a candidate. No, but I'm saying is. Part of the discussion we had, John, what you heard is who brings something to the table that Trump doesn't have? Who can deliver that five to eight percent of the votes in those seven to eight states? And God forbid Trump wins, but then he he something something happens to him. He's incapacitated. That person's a heartbeat away from being the commander. You know who I really want, and I get a lot of beef for this, Mike Pompeo. I think he fits that bill to a T. I know, but a lot of your listeners aren't going to. I, I know. They I aren't going to like that because he's he's an establishment guy. Yeah. But is right? he? Really? He Have is. you read his book? No, but I, but here, he's a congressman. He, he, he NSA, right? Was, right. And so, you know, it, it just depends on what you think helps you get to that, right. those, that independent group and who could be the president. But not only who the president. I don't like the Tucker Carlson pick, though. You didn't like that? No, like no, about no, Tucker Carlson. Not Tucker That's what Melania is supposedly. Yeah. That's who she likes. No, no, so, but here, but that, that's this is like kind of it's like talking about the, uh, the like the NFL draft for the Bears. Here's all these different people that are out there. Who would you take? Well, and I think that's just something people need to think about because it's not that you're going to vote for the vice president, but it's something that just gets people because right, nobody votes for the vice president, right? Isn't that no. the old saying? That is you know, true. Um, Trump. I mean, um, I, when we come back. I know, I know we're going to be talking with Congressman Mike Boss. Uh, I wanted to play that audio clip. Maybe I'll play it. Um, uh, Pistol Pete, did you get that um, email I sent you with uh, Congressman Boss on? Is it uploaded? Okay, please upload it because he's coming on in the next segment. Uh, because, I, I mean, we got to have this conversation, right? And I'll quickly play, I'll quickly play Pistol Pete. Uh, uh, something that I was, uh, Amy Jacobson played on the morning answer. Listen to what these migrants are saying. They understand whoever's coaching them is doing one heck of a job on getting them into our board. Listen to listen to this. You're Guinea. Okay, Tell me where, where are you coming going? From. I'm going to America. To America? Yeah. You're in America, man. Okay. What state? What city are you going to? Minnesota. Jersey. Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah. Where? Uh, uh, Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Okay. What about you? New York? What are you going to those places for? Huh? What for? What are you doing? Work? Yeah, work. Work? Yeah, I'm okay. going to drive to You want to drive? Yeah, I'm going to drive to Bika to see me room Okay. Okay, we got to go to break, but does this sound like asylum seekers to you? They're coming here for work. They're not coming here because they're persecuted in their home country. No. These are military-aged men and women. Asylees cannot be on economic grounds. Correct. Very simple federal code. You can come as an asylee for a lot of other reasons, and economics isn't one of them. But the biggest secret is, John, and I talked to a very distinguished immigration attorney, yeah. and he said that what 
the Siley officers are doing is just letting everybody in mm. because the there's too many people to interview when there's seven thousand people standing at Eagle Pass at the border. Yeah. Oh, why are you here? Well, I'm here because of domestic violence. I'm here right. because of whatever. That's not worthy of asylum. But now we give people eight years yeah. to decide if that's even true. And then if you, you eight years, if you happen to come to court, God forbid. Yeah. Matt, Mac, hold the line. We'll be right back. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on the Sean Thompson Show on AM 560. The answer. Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony filling in for Sean Thompson, alongside my brother from another mother, Dennis Rebelletti, the prosecutor. Thanks for letting me ride with you, my friend. Yeah. You know, uh, we were talking, and one of the things that we, we discussed was who should we bring on to talk about some of the stuff that's happening in, uh, in the news. And you immediately said, let's bring Boss on. I said, let's bring Congressman Boss on. Yeah. It's about as timely of a conversation and about as an important person who has his thumb on the pulse of what's happening in, in this country. He's going to join us. How amazing is that? And, and, and the reason is because of what's happening with um, a lot of these, what, what they're now calling migrants, asylum seekers, whatever you want to call them. Right. Um, Let, let's get past if they have uh, what the disposition is at the border. Let's get to the fact of there are tens of thousands of people entering the country monthly and now the federal government the state government dupage county elmhurst illinois is dealing with it and it all starts somewhere so how do we how do we deal with it Jimmy? yeah joining us to discuss that is the congressman from the 12th congressional district mike boss our former uh colleague welcome to hi, the Thompson hi, show hi dennis thanks for having me on okay um you were recently on Fox News, and, and you unveiled some, some startling revelations about w- money that, that's leaving our veterans for who? Yeah. So as it, we had uh, – so understand that part of our job as Congress uh, is oversight. And unfortunately, for the last two years, uh, under the Democrat control, no one was doing oversight of the administration because they thought it looked bad on the administration. Well, we had a whistleblower come at the 1st of October – that was a, uh, a uh, border agent who said that he believed that resources were being paid out uh, to local uh, docs and hospitals uh, through the VA um, to take care of our uh, illegal alien problem at the border. Um, so we instantly started trying to dig in. And, and Congress, I don't out. mean to interrupt you. When you say we, you're, vet, you're, you're the chairman of the House Veterans Affairs Committee, correct? Yes. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm the chairman of the House Veterans Affairs Committee. When I say we, we have a staff uh, that is assigned specifically to oversight uh, if something like this comes up. And we've discovered several things. But this this is, first off, let me tell you, both of you know I'm a Marine. Yeah. Under no circumstances, no how, no way should you take money from the veterans and all of a sudden use it for people who have come here. Their first act is to come here illegally. That, I mean, this, this is the insanity of this administration. Now, we're looking into this, and what we have discovered so far, but we can't get true answers, so that's why we're keeping after it, because they're trying to stonewall us in every situation, uh, every time we re- put requests in. So what's probably going to be is, is we're going to have to have a subpoena and bring them before our committee. 
that being said, what we what we do think is is that if they are not using VA money, they're using what is used through the Mission Act to pay our private providers because the VA actually has a um, a, a a process and a agency that is set up to pay private providers. So wait, now, hold argument- hold on there, Mike. Hold on one second. Okay. So you're telling me. Whew, that federal funds are somehow being funneled through the Veterans Affairs Administration in any way, shape, or form to that the benefit good. of illegal aliens, asylees, whomever is coming across the border, and those monies are not going to directly impact veterans across this country. That's a fact. That's wow. Fact. We, know, we know that. Now, the question is, is it and, and it doesn't matter because as you just expressed it, Dennis, I don't care how they're doing it or what they're doing because the original argument was, oh no, no, see, uh, uh, Homeland Security is paying back this agency the, ca- the the money that's being sent through. We're we're just using it as as the um, as as the go between to pay these bills because Homeland Security doesn't have that already in place. Well, first off, I don't care where it's coming from. Once again, you're spending a pile of money. Why? Because we've got a president that has chose to change our policies, walk away from secure borders, walk away from all the things that we that were being done. You can love Trump or hate Trump, but the Trump administration was pulling this situation under control as far as the crossings. He was sending a clear message, stay in Mexico. He was sending a clear message, we're building a wall. He was sending a clear message, don't come here, we'll send you back. Right. Um, and, and, and once you walk away from that policy, and Biden and his administration came in and just said, hey, it's open doors, come on. So let me put it in perspective. So in May, I went to Eagle Pass. Uh, the river was... Wait, you actually oh. went, you went there. Biden, has you, Biden been there? It, it, has I, has the May. president been there, Mike? He drove, according to his people, he drove by there one time several drive years by. ago. Right. And a lot several of years ago. <laughs> right. And a lot of your yeah. Democrat colleagues don't go there, right? That is correct. Okay. Uh, so you've been there and you saw it. You saw people crossing. You saw our border agents. Yeah. You saw the entire well, let, day. Yep. yep. Lay it out for the listeners. Let, let, let me tell you, first off, I was down there because we knew we've got several border, border agents who are veterans. And they are having some real problems with the overload of work. And so we do have VA, uh, uh, portable VA facilities to help them as veterans, not to help the illegals, but help the border agents who are veterans. Okay, so you know that. So we were down there. At that time, the river was up. They were down from on an average of about 2,800 to 3,000 a day crossing at Eagle Pass to 300 because the river was up. They were wow. just moving to a different place. That day, we found uh, there was had been uh, several illegals that had been put in a train car a day before thinking it was going to come instantly across. It was, real, it was hot. Uh, they had actually, several of them had died in the train car, uh-huh. and then they had been discovered. Um, so you have that. Now, here's the real shocker. I am going back, not, not that I'm going back as a shocker, on the 2nd, uh, I'll be flying down on the 2nd, we'll be visiting the 3rd. There's a majority of the House Republicans that will be visiting down there. Because why? 
because Eagle Pass over the last few weeks are averaging somewhere between eleven and 13,000 coming across wow. today. Now, now, Congressman, I was listening to the Charlie Kirk show coming in. They, he said from, uh, they, I believe he had Tom Homan on, um, from okay. from Halloween up until now, there have been 600,000 crossings. Is that true? Sure. sure. That, and and no, that's, that's the ones we've caught. Sheesh. That's not just the, your getaways. That's not just get. I mean, remember, for every one you catch, right. there's one to two getaways. Well, 1.8 million is, is the number that, I, that Tom Homan said. That right now it's at yeah. 1.8 million to 2 million get, gotaways or getaways or gotaways. Yeah, gotaways. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And, and here's the here's the thing. Here we passed the House Republicans passed HR two, which actually finishes a wall, hires more border agents, pays uh, it pays the border agents better, okay, to try to get more in there. And it, it ends the catch and release program. That was all passed out of the House several months ago. Matter of fact, wow. we passed it twice. Mike, what's the status of that bill right now in the Senate? Chuck Schumer is refusing to call it's it. It's a brick on it. Why is that? Because yeah. there might be some Democrats who might vote for it. Yeah, because there Cinema. would be Democrats vote for it. Because because this is hey, Dennis, you you know this. This is this is a hot ticket item. It doesn't matter where you're at in this nation. You just described what's happening around the Chicago area. You think that the the Chicago Democrats, uh, if they're listening to their constituents, they're getting tired of this. That, that they're not going to actually respond to their constituents and say, okay, yeah. maybe this whole. Swinging the door wide open thing isn't a real bright idea. Yeah. Congress, we, we got to go to break. I want to hold you on for one more segment. Okay. Um, I mean, this is this is this is deep. This is this is it's big. This is an invasion of our country and 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 the the uh, Biorcus and all these people, the powers that be. It appears as if they're doing absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. And nothing. and I want I'm going to play an audio clip when we come back about uh, people crossing the borders, and I want to get your take on it uh, because I I never thought that. You know, people looking for a job was a reason to seek asylum. Um, when we come back, we'll discuss that. You're listening to the Sean Thompson t- Show. We're talking to Congressman Mike Boss of the 12th Congressional. We'll be right back. Here comes a come. Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony filling in for Sean Thompson alongside my buddy, the prosecutor, Dennis Revelletti. Before the break, we were talking to Congressman Mike Boss of the 12th District. Congressman, I want, I want to play a part of your interview that you did on um Fox News with P. Hesketh, who's also a veteran. I want to play some of that, and I think I want to play about a minute or so of it, because I, I think it was this was revelatory as well. Here we go. VA's mission is to serve veterans. It is not to help ICE and the Border Patrol, which we have the documents, which on the, on their websites, and from a memo, it's not to help them. They should be spending all their time processing the claims for veterans, not for other agencies, not for unauthorized migrants. It's a fact that they are doing it, and because of that, veterans are suffering, and they are ones getting bills, and providers are leaving the system. It's totally corrupt, and it's got to be investigated. It's got to be stopped. There was Air Force veteran Darren Selnick with us last weekend. America's veterans calling out the VA's role in processing medical care for illegals who are entering the country, while those who risk their lives for our freedoms still wait to be treated. Our next guest is demanding answers. What, what, what does that say to you, Congressman? What, what, what is what? Where is our country? Well, that's just it. Listen, people, you, you've got to wake up. We have a a situation where we're so worried about trying to uh, play away from Trump's policies 
and into the hands of anything but Trump's policies, that now all of a sudden we have a border that's out of control. We have, and when I say it's out of control, let me tell you, not only are they now taking money from veterans and or using money that should be speeding up the process for a veteran to receive care and or their providers to be provided for so that they can continue to provide care for veterans, but you've also got to figure out the amount of people that are coming across that border that we do not know and we cannot track. Remember, for 9-11, it only took 19 to do that job. Right. How many, how, how many terrorists do you think are across this border now? Well, I have no idea. Every, every city. So, Congressman, we're not vetting every person that comes across that they have biometrics and have contact with? Aren't we supposed here's, here's to vet every person? We are supposed to vet every person. Not only that, then... And then they're supposed to have a speedy court date. You mean like the eight-year court dates that they're handing out? (laughs) Yeah, that's probably not it when the fact is they'll never show up for it anyway. Right. And and that is – so the ones you are catching, you're releasing, which would stop in HR – it would stop through HR2. So you're you're catching them, you're releasing them with with an uncertain time date or or whether they'll ever be back. Wow. But so then, the, the Biden administration thinks it's okay to take money from your purse strings in the VA, your right. your committee ship, your committee, and say, you know what, we're going to, this sounds like the state of Illinois when we all serve together. <laughs> here, we're going to move some <laughs> yeah, funds yeah. out of here. We're not going to pay our Medicaid bills. Well, they get quick to that power now, though. Now, right. Here, here it is. Yeah. You guys figure it out. So when you're trying to put a budget together... <laughs> Mr. Chairman, you don't even know because should you budget extra in case they take it away for the migrants? What about yeah. homeless veterans? What about those with PTSD and substance occurring they issues? They don't matter. Don't they matter those, anymore? Those, the fact that we're still losing 20 veterans a day to suicide and we can't get a handle on that. They're taking Ugh. money away from anything that we're doing for our veterans if they do this. Yeah. Congress, so I want to play. I want to. I want to play a really quick clip because there's a these migrants coming across the border. They're talking about where they're going. Listen to this really closely. And I want to get your take on it. Here we go. You're Guinea. Okay, where are you going? I'm going to America. To America? You're in America, man. What state? What city are you going to? Jersey. Listen closely. Minnesota. Where? Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Okay. What about you? New York. New York. What are you going to those places for? What for? What are you doing? Work? Yeah, work. Yeah. Work? Yeah, okay. Up. Did you did, did you hear that, Congressman? Is that a reason to, be, to to seek asylum? They, they, no, they they aren't seeking asylum because they're afraid or something that something trouble they're facing in their nation. They're coming here to work, okay, to 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 find a better life. Everybody wants to find a better life, but there's a legal process that they can go through if they want to apply for that. Yeah. And and instead, they come in and and they want to be part of the greatest nation. It's a nation of laws, but the first act they do is an illegal act. Yeah. Tell me where that's right. It's not. And and and, and let me tell you on also one other thing I want to bring hey, up. Hey, Congress, is, Congress, hold, let, let me hold you over. We got to go to a heartbreak. Uh, okay. you, we'll All let right. you do that when we get back. We'll be right back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned, and now with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America. He's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson, and this 
is the Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so empty without me. I said, Welcome back. Like Hour three of the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony filling in for Sean Thompson. I don't know where he's at. He's probably on a boat somewhere in Florida with a cigar in hand. He doesn't drink, so can't say he's enjoying some libations at the moment, but I'm sure he has a cigar in his hand. Uh, Sean, I hope I'm not breaking your show, brother. <laughs> uh, Congressman Boss had to leave. He had an event to go to, but he wanted a message. What, what was the message that he wanted to deliver? So, so the uh, chairman wanted to thank everybody for listening, and he wanted to let everybody know that he has filed the No VA Funds for Illegal Aliens Act, and he told me to tell all of you that he will not allow any federal funds that are intended for veterans to go anywhere else. Yeah, but think about that, Dennis. We're taking money from our veterans and sending it to help these migrants. Listen, man, we're putting... We're putting these migrants over our veterans. That should not happen. Give us a call. 312-642-5600. 312-642-5600. Sound off on our money, your taxpaying money going to illegals over veterans. Now we have federal money going to they, migrants. You can call the people that are coming here whatever you'd like to call right. them, whatever the politically correct term is, whatever term you choose to use. You have your own voice. You can say what you want. It's a free country still. But think about that. Your tax dollars. I have driven from the University of Chicago to visit my sick wife to come to this facility Mm -hmm. and looked at all the tents along the expressway, John. Even close to you, right? Now we have migrants coming through Elmhurst, Wooddale. Aurora. Aurora. Uh, we have them uh, coming to Hinsdale and Westmont. Are they still in Hinsdale? They're probably gone by now. Well, right? you know what? Here's the thing that nobody knows, and the mainstream media will not cover, listeners. Did every migrant get on the bus? How did they behave? Because if you go to the Elmhurst Police Department's Facebook page, they will tell you that the two buses were there, and the second bus that migrants got out, and that they were knocking on windows, asking people for money. They didn't have clothes. And so Elmhurst police were dispatched. The fire were dispatched. These people are called out. And now what happens if something else happens in the community, Correct. John? Which is happening in Chicago. Happening Those in Aurora, are, I mean, Wooddale, right? Yeah. So yeah. there is an impact on the resources in your hometown right now. Yeah. Did you see uh, Mark Carter? Um, and a couple of other people. Devin Jones, Republican, he's the uh, 18th um, committeeman, 18th Ward committeeman for the Republican Party. Did you see them go off and after? And, and you don't think the John, John Jackson, Jonathan Jacksons, uh, I'm sure what's his name doesn't care, Danny Davis, he doesn't care because he, he would never lose. But even even uh, Alderman um, Ray Lopez, who's running against Chewy, he's starting to hit that. He's, he's, he's outflanking Chewy because Chewy finally said something about it right when do you think that you have to as i am the supervisor of addison township i have migrants at our food pantry john yeah i only have so much food to be able to give out yeah so you're now going to ask all these communities 
When do you have to choose between the residents that are in your community versus people that are now coming into... And that's a fair question. That's a fair question. It's a, it's a fair question to ask me as an elected official who right. represents 90,000 people. It's fair question to ask Alderman Lopez. It's a fair question to ask any elected official because now every elected official is on the clock. Correct. What is your policy to deal with this? There is no policy. That's the problem. <laughs> oh, no, it's not going to happen to us, John. It's not coming to Elmhurst. It's not coming to DuPage County. We're not at Eagle Pass like right. the congressman went to. We're 1,500 miles away. Wow. We're safe from that, right? But, but I'm curious. Is it? Are they still in Hinsdale and, and Elmhurst? Are they still there? So what happens is I believe it's NGOs, your non-governmental organizations, that are helping these buses come up. And I don't know if Texas is the one or if it's Catholic Charities, but there is somebody who is giving them tickets to go to Elmhurst Get on the train and go to Union Station. I, 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 this, I definitely agree with Benny here. Let's go with Benny from Schaumburg. Ben, Benny, welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. Hey, John. Uh, great show so far. Thank you so much. But being brought here to this country at the age of five through legal immigration, I feel very strongly that everyone needs to stop the PC crap. I agree. And illegal is the word because my parents had to... Prove income, we had to wait for my two brothers about two years for them to get sponsored after me and my sister. So it's a lot of struggles for the legals, the way we do it, but that's how it should be done. And, and you, being in this country 50-plus years, we our family has never broken a law because we have realized that's why we came here, for right, the laws, for right. the freedom. And, Benny, the, and that's a part that's of the discussion that's not really being had. You have a ton of people who came here and did it the right way who are furious at what's happening. I mean, listen— they're getting stipends. They're getting. Um, we talked to Ray Lopez, Alderman Ray Lopez, um, Amy and I. I think it was Friday, Thursday or Friday, and he talked about. He, they don't really know how much money each each illegal is getting, but it's anywhere between two to nine thousand dollars. That's a lot of freaking money to be given to somebody. It's a lot of money when my parents have worked here forty years and their social security income is so low, and then you have somebody illegal walking across and they're making money for not doing anything not providing, and I, I'm sorry, it, I think if people realized how angry the legal immigrant families are and how disappointed they are that there, there is no accountability for a law that's already in existence. We don't need new policies. Exactly. Policies. I, exactly. Yeah. And I agree with you. There are migrants. So you have asylees who are here. They get paperwork, and we don't know if that's even legitimate as to Somebody, one of the officers, a Sally officers checked it. There are people who are coming in illegally. And what I do know is they're jumping the line, John. Yeah. So you have people that are already here that came across illegally. There is no pathway to citizenship for them. So now we have a different group of people coming in right. to now get eight, $9,000. They get a bus ride and they get housing. And we can't help our own homeless people. Correct. Our township does that, John. We help out homeless residents. And y'all flooded with them now, right? Now we have... Not just illegals, but people, just average um, uh, township um We have residents. people that are... Addison Township has part of O'Hare Airport. We are, we are next to Cook County. Right. We are surrounded by Cook County to the north and to the east. You know, if we already have the migrants, illegals coming here... It is no longer something you could simply turn your head away and put it in the sand. 
They are here. How are you going to address them? I, I, what I are how. you doing? I know how. How's I think that? I think there's going to be amnesty granted. I think I think right before this election, a couple of months before this election, there will be amnesty granted by President the, Joe Biden. The people who are listening, to, as I said this on your show, John, and thank you for letting me host. You need to go to your city council and ask right. them what action are you taking. To stop this. Yeah. Are you doing like Aurora did and adopting, as Bensonville an did, right? an ordinance stopping unscheduled buses? Why, why is it okay to take huge buses in the downtown Elmhurst that are unscheduled and drop off 100 people? Well, did you see Matt Gates um, sent a subpoena to the, uh, the CEO of Delta, Delta Airlines? They're now allowing them on the plane. You and I can't get on the plane without ident- identification. If I forgot my driver's license, there's no way I'm getting on no. any airplane anytime no. soon. But people who have never been vetted, we don't know where they're from, can now fly anywhere yeah. across the United States How is this not States a national security issue as it, well? That is it. Government is designed to provide public safety and welfare to this entire United States, the state, your own community. And when they're not doing it, you're not even getting basic service. Correct. Let's go to Mark from Northwest Indiana, uh, which is what Matt Gates just did, Mark. He just sent the subpoena to the CEO of Delta Airlines. Go, Mark. I would handle a little bit differently. So we're going to have to work on a, a mass deportation. That's a long-term strategy. The short-term strategy, we have 87,000 IRS agents that are being employed. Use those 87,000 IRS agents. First of all, you have to target the CEO who would hire or the HR exec who would hire. You start perp walking those people out for hiring illegals, that'll stop the, uh, the migration quickly because there's no job because the CEOs and the HR execs know they're going to be penalized for it. That's number one. Number two, if you use it, I'm not a fan of the Patriot Act, but there's right. funding for the Patriot Act. You can use blockchain technology with a physical handheld ID card and a national physical blockchain-style ID card across the country will secure election. It will secure who our citizens are. You have to go after these execs and HR uh, execs as well, the CEOs, for hiring these people. That will stop the impetus to bring these, to, to, for these people to cross over. I Thank agree. Good. I wish it was that simple, though. <laughs> right. Because, Mark, there are countries like Thanks, Venezuela Mark. that get to have expedited fashion to come in that are already, once you're fast-tracked, once you get here, that, and I don't understand the immigration law as much as I do other different portions of it, but I do know that there are, you call them most favored nations, there's already an agreement in the federal government to take in. Why? Give them work permits. Who cares? Why? You'll have to ask your congressman. You'll because have to ask your senators. I, I've had to listen to a state representative in Addison talk about the fact that it's our policies in the United States of America that are forcing Venezuelans to leave their own country. Mm, yeah. This is what this is what we have representing us, John. No, it's, it's, it's insane, too. Uh, let's go to David from Lansing. David, welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. Uh, good evening, gentlemen. Um, I'm hearing you try to uh, deal with the effects of illegal immigration. Now, to me, what you're doing here, it's, it's necessary, um, but it's like discussing the smoke coming out of a tailpipe. You know, <laughs> as a mechanic, when, you, when you're addressing smoke coming out of tailpipe, you find the cause. Now, I think it's appropriate at these town hall meetings in uh, Chicago about, you know, locals saying, you know, complaining and everything. It is highly appropriate, and your station should play this as much as possible. Play the clips of Biden inviting the illegal aliens to the border. As I many can't find it. Can. 
I looked at I okay. I, really, I went looking right. for that audio. You can't find yeah. it on, on online, um, David. I went looking for it okay. to play it today. Rumble, Bit Shoot, and Brighty on had to have that kind of thing on it, and it should be played over and over because that's like the source. That's like the that's like the um, piston in the engine burning. That's the source of this, and the source must right. be stopped. That is the key. But David, you know what they're playing? You know what they're saying? You know when I when I looked it up, and, and I probably should go to DuckDuckGo or one of those other um, sites. But it, right. it all this all it showed was Biden saying, telling the people um, not to come over. I couldn't find the actual clip. I, I literally looked that up. You found it? Yeah, let's let we, we'll send that to um to to Pistol Pete and have him load it up. Uh, thanks so much, David. We the, the phone lines are lit up. Okay, all these people that voted Democrat must hear those clips. I agree. I agree. Send right, that to okay, me, right, lady. David, they don't believe the yeah. Democrats don't believe that what how they vote and the virtual signaling matters. They believe they'll never have to deal with it directly. Right. And now their votes are coming back. Here's what you voted for. This is the result. Do you like it? It's not anybody else's fault but your own for voting for this. Right. And, and but but it, it it's here at their doorstep. And and then how long Will our cities be able to afford this? I mean, we're busting at the seams as as, as it stands right now. When, well, I mean, how long will we be able to, to sustain this? You can't sustain it. And if you're going to try and to try to find housing in the suburbs for these individuals, you're going to have to push people who are already there out. Right. That's that simple. Right. Let's go to Joey T. from Palatine. Joey, what's up? Welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. Hey, guys. How are you, boss? Hey, it was a pleasure to meet you at the Smoker in Winfield. And um, Supervisor from Madison, I I got on late. I I don't know your name. I'm sorry. Dennis. Uh, You sound well. Nice meeting you. You sound like a very intelligent man. Bring back the old DuPage people that ran the state when it was in the black back then. Uh, Amen. I would love it. Administration that left this state. With Edgar and all the guys from DuPage that ran this. Now, I don't know. I agree with everything everybody said here tonight. But, you know, the most simplistic way of doing this is call your congressional people and those two United States senators from Illinois that are both useless and threaten them with their jobs. And let's start some type of coalition to vote every one of them out. And you'll see how fast they'll start responding. But we really have to do it in mass production. I agree, Joey. No. I, you know, it's just, I don't get this anymore. And, you know, you guys, it's just, I think, I get I'm it. always wrong with political aspirations, but I think next year, tsunami's coming in with Trump. Joey, and I Joey. I would love to be on his staff to fire thousands in every one of these agencies. Amen. Joey, this, this is the litmus test right now. When do like-minded people, regardless of party, say, hell no, we're not taking this anymore? Amen. Thank you so much, Joey. Well, Joey, we got to go. Guys. Appreciate your thank time. You. Thank you. We'll be right back. Don't put your blame on me. Uh-oh. <laughs> Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony, filling in for Sean Thompson alongside my buddy, the prosecutor, Dennis Rebelletti. Um, I mean, that that lit up the phone lines, um, Dennis, this, this discussion. As well it should. Because it affects everybody. It affects everybody. You, do, you cannot pretend that your community is immune from it. It's coming. There are tens of thousands of more individuals who will be delivered here from Texas or Arizona, wherever else, 
and it's not going to stop. And and, and Dennis, you know, um, we'll take the calls in shortly. Tom, Jim, and Bill, hold the line. Um, I think a lot of people are afraid to have this type of discussion because they're afraid of, you know, you're racist, you're xenophobic, you're you're this. But I, I, I think the message, I think what the people want is to hear this because most of them are living their lives day to day. They, they're not really understanding. They only get the 257-329 news clips, but they're not hearing what the reality of what's happening on the ground. I tell people, John, as an elected official, and I've been very privileged to serve for a number of years, you hire people like myself to do the job and to represent your interests day in and day out. I am familiar with the fact that this was coming. I've met with a bunch of mayors and senators and representatives, and this topic was on the table. And I am telling you, Addison Township is not going to take state or federal funds to begin to house migrants. You saw what happened in Joliet, John. Yeah. No coordination. I'm going to work with my mayors. I've talked to my mayors about this because we work together together. We are one large community. It impacts all of us. And if we put our head in the sand, it's coming here. And what will the plan be? Right. So because today's today's Matt is mostly happening in Chicago, but it's coming to Elmhurst. It's, it's coming. What are some of the cities you represent? So I represent Itasca, Wooddale, Bensonville, Elmhurst, Addison, parts of Lombard, Villa Park. And, and so you have all the, I have 90,000 people wow. who never thought, John, right. that one day you'd wake up and here's buses in Wooddale, here's buses in Elmhurst, um, and, and the, it's just a matter of time, and, and you wake up and you, what are my officials doing about it? Well, right. you've seen others have been proactive, others have had to be reactive, and now all communities should have a plan of action. It's not if, it's when. Amen. Tom from Blue Island, welcome. To the Sean Thompson show. What's up, brother? Hey, Dennis. Hey, Johnny. Hey. So I don't think an argument can be made anymore that these people are not being cajoled to come here. And the question I have for you guys, both as represent for represent, current and former representatives are why is the Republican? Because we know the Democrat Party isn't going to do anything. And you get called a racist if you say what the truth is. These people are being brought here to do exactly what President Trump said when he said poison the blood. Yep. Yep. It's meant here to water down the electorate. And I think you guys mentioned earlier that these people after six months are going to be given work permits. Yeah. Once someone's given a work permit, they're going to be given the right to vote. This is intentional. That's it. And I want to know if you guys have any insight into why no effort is being made to find out who is cajoling these people to come here and to expose that for the fact of what is being done. This has never happened before in our country. No. These people are not just all of a sudden up and deciding to walk 3,000 miles. I agree, Tom. And, and you know what? That's that's, thanks so much for calling us out. That's a very good question, Dennis. Tom, it's very simple. President Biden has invited them. We're going to get the clip to Pistol Pete. And he and the vice president have said, come here to the border. Well, let, let, no, let's uh, Pete, play the, play, play the clip. Okay. But, yeah, Pete, Pete's uploading the clip right now. But you're right. But I told you, Dennis, when I looked for it, I promise you, maybe it was my area, but here's what President Biden had to say. Or, or was he candidate Biden? Candidate time. Biden. He here's was candidate he Biden. Say. 
I would, in fact, make sure that there is, we immediately surge to the border. All those people are seeking asylum. They deserve to be heard. That's who we are. We're a nation that says if you want to flee and you're fleeing oppression, you should come. You should come. He said fleeing oppression. Right. He did not say for a better economic opportunity. Otherwise, there's a different pathway for that. Correct. Not have every nation allow the migrants to come through Mexico, which... President Trump had stopped. Yes. It was remain in Mexico until you could be processed. Correct. That's how it should be. And and, and I saw Blinken and, and, and Mayorkas was down in, in Mexico. Um, t- was it today or yesterday? Right. To, to have discussions with Mex- Mexican officials. But put a stop to it. Because guess what? Mexico is not going to let them stay there. They are they not. They will not let them stay there. No, they, they won't. Yeah. And at some point, it is the president of the United States who allows this through his administrative yeah. agencies. That's um, it. Let's go to Bill from the southwest side. Bill, welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. You got an interesting story. Hey, John and Dennis. How are you guys doing tonight? I hope you're having good holidays. Yes, sir. So anyway, so uh, I am I am blessed to be married to a uh, Mexican lady. And uh, I have plenty of stories about uh, the past where her grandfather came here illegally at first, mm-hmm. uh, got deported, and then came here properly. And he had to get a sponsor. He had to get uh, a prom- promise to be not a burden on society, mm-hmm. not be on public aid. And he finally came here legally the correct way. Yes, legally the correct way. So my hot, hot blooded Latina wife uh, (laughs) has no has no sympathy for anybody that's trying to come here the improper way. And you know what? That's who I'm going to be looking for people who are um, um, came here the right way to come on, especially in the new year to come on my show to discuss how they feel about what they're seeing. That, that's a great point, Bill. Thanks so much for joining us on the Sean yeah, Thompson that's Show. That's the problem, that John. There's the assumption that the Latino community is automatically accepting right. of this, and I don't believe they are. They, I don't believe so either. We'll be right back. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, in the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM 560. The answer. Breaking news, Dennis. We got some breaking news. What is the breaking news? What happened in Elmhurst today, Dennis? So it's my understanding from a very reliable source that today in DuPage County and the surrounding areas, there were 11 buses of migrants, two of which went to Elmhurst, one went into Wooddale in the township. So there's two of my communities, but they were all being dropped off and heading into the city of Chicago. Oh, so we already had two buses in Elmhurst. We had one in Wooddale. Right. And now you're seeing the process replicate itself. Whoa. So as we're talking, John, and this person who informed me was not even listening to this show. And, and very trustworthy, too. Very trustworthy. <laughs> very trustworthy. But we're going to read about it tomorrow anyway, but you heard it here first on the Sean Thompson show with John Anthony. That's it. I'm always breaking news when I come on the radio. You know, John, you are, and you have a lot of people on the street that give you great information. That's so true. Let's go. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Sandra from Chicago. What's up, girl? Hey, 
Hey, it's the Croatian sensation. How are you? Merry Christmas. <laughs> I'm doing well. How are you? Merry Christmas. Good, good. I just wanted to ask, uh, I'm sure it's already been talked about, but why can't we just put them, everybody back on buses and send them back? I said the same thing. Well, you'd have to have a reason to send somebody back. You don't have ice here. Remember, we don't welcome oh. ice here, right? So ice not is not going to come here. The communities can have reasons like the buses aren't scheduled. So couldn't ice shouldn't they be able to still come in and 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 tackle? But I guess no. It's the same. Once you're status. in the United States, yeah. you have a right to travel from state to state. That's true. That's in our constitution. Well, how can you do that? How can you it's uh, with no protected. paper? We have we have illegal aliens that live amongst us right now. We have people who are non citizens. Wait, wait a minute now. Didn't you get yelled at for calling them illegal aliens before? I, I was yelled at a House committee before about calling. You can't say illegal aliens. Well, t- t- talk to them about why. Thanks so much, Sandra. You're right, though. Because it's uh, we said it was in the Constitution. It's in the But United what was States. the bill that you were you, you were discussing? We we had, myself and a former representative, Randy Ramey, were working on legislation called Rapid Repatriation or Rapid Repat. That would take convicted illegal aliens that are convicted of nonviolent offenses, and they would then be, once they waived any other due process, they could be shipped back to their home country without having to serve their entire sentence. Man, that bill sounds to me. I, I, somebody picked that bill up when you left. A, a young guy named John Anthony, <laughs> who has a great career in radio. Yeah. But you know what? These policies don't go away. Go look at your history to understand your future. These things are in front of us. If you can't agree that a convicted felon who is illegally here should not be shipped out of the state of Illinois or that should not receive parole, then what? how do you even have a discussion with the progressives and the left? Well, you can't have a discussion because, I mean, they're right. You're wrong. Come That's on, right. Dennis, you they know have, this. They have the moral high ground. I understand that. But I will tell you, John... As I run in the 45th House District for state representative from Elmhurst to Westmont and Hinsdale, all communities. All the way to Westmont now? All the way down to Westmont and Hinsdale and down a little bit of Willowbrook and Downers. This wow. issue is not going away, as I said about it on your show, but here it is. Every day the communities are going to deal with it. I am going to bring the conversation to the people. As you should. I do not care if you've called me. Any other names? That's your right to do so as a public figure. But I want to debate my opponent and anybody who has different views than me. I have no problem having a real open and honest debate. Amen. Let's go to Jim from South Elgin. Welcome, brother, to the Sean Thompson Show. Well, good topic, gentlemen. Let's uh, not forget that Barack Obama said he wanted to fundamentally change America. And reimagine. And he's doing it. It's right, and he's doing it through pulling the puppet strings of Biden. Biden yeah. has no idea what he's doing. He's being controlled. And as far as dealing with these people, you cannot reason with them. You just have to beat them. Yeah. There's no trying to, 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 to question, well, why is this? Why is that? These people are Marxists. They're trying to change America. And this is why we got to get together. And, and Jim, and Jim, Park. Jim, hold on, before you get to your old park question, and that's the reason why I want Trump, Donald Trump back. I don't see that happening Absolutely. with a Ron DeSantis. I don't see that happening with a Nikki Haley. I I I think they'll capitulate and 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 acquiesce to whatever the demands of the Democrats, especially if the Democrats pick up the House and the Senate. I I just don't see them being as bold and and brutish as Donald Trump. Let's well, hope in the new year that we. I was we... actually in Mar-a-Lago last week. 
And he was walking around like he was having the time of his life. You mm-hmm. could tell he wasn't really affected at all. He was happy and cheerful. It was great to see him. But it's not only important. It's not only important, though, Jim, that we 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 win the presidency. We still need the chamber to be able to move effective legislation, especially the Senate, because I think I think Clarence Thomas is up seventy three years. I mean, I think there's going to be another retirement. It should should there be a Republican president. What about Oak Park, Jim? Oh yeah, go ahead, Jim. Well, it was Oak Park. You know, they 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 announced a couple months ago they were spending. 300 grand a month to house people in the Carlton Hotel and the YMCA. Wow. And they have announced now, as at the end of uh, January, they got to go. You said not to Hyatt? So even oh. these liberal. I'm, I'm sorry? Nothing. Go ahead. <laughs> I thought so, you said the Hyatt. I mean, even these places like Oak Park are starting to realize that we can't be doing all this stuff. But, you know, when you hear people like Jonathan Jackson wanting to sit there and make a criminal referral to Mayorkas because of the governor of Texas, I mean, these people are so out to lunch. This is why even, like you mentioned, Mark Carter, all these other people on Urban Talk Radio yeah. are all very PO'd. Yes. And this is something that's going to helpfully change the voting pattern, at least here in Illinois, and get a few more Republicans into the legislature. That's Hopefully that's Dennis Rabaletti. That is amen to that, and people need to wake up. This is not even a partisan issue. This is your own hometown, and how do you spend your dollars and use your resources like fire and police? Amen. Thanks so much for calling us, Jim. Appreciate it. Uh, this is interesting. Frank from Lamont, Illinois Secretary is doing what? Secretary of State is doing what? Hey, John, how are you? Hey, doing well, nice brother. How are you? you man. Saw, saw you at Cigar Night, bro. I hope you're doing well. Yes, sir. Listen, everybody forgets, right? The Secretary of State's office gives illegal slash undocumented driver's licenses, but they designate that they are not here legally. That's being removed. They're all going to get driver's licenses that look no different from Are you serious? Versus and undocumented. And think about this, and I realized this when I got my license renewed, my friend, and that is, Mr. Flores, would you like to register to vote? And I said, no, thank you, I'm already registered. All that Secretary of State employee has to do, and there's a lot of good ones, I'm not going to say they're all this way, is touch a button on her screen. And suddenly that person is on the voter rolls. That's true. Nothing more than a bureaucrat sitting behind a counter, hits a button, and you've got a voter. Boom. Just like that. Thanks so much, Frank. We gotta go to a hard break. But I mean, how does how, who who's the oversight for that, Dennis? The legislature is the oversight. Right. Why do you they believed that if you have a TVDL that you will allow police officers because the police are always the problem, John. Right, of course. That you making a traffic stop would treat that person differently. No, you just know they don't you, have a license. Because no. Because if they have a TVDL right. and you stop them for speeding, you would treat them disparately mm. because you saw that they're not a legal citizen. No. Jim, Karen, Dominique, hold, John, hold the line. You listen to the Sean Thompson Show. We'll be right back. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony filling in for Sean Thompson. All right, we got four calls. We got three minutes left in this segment. Callers is going to be lightning round. You got 25 to 30 seconds to make your point because I want to play a Ronald Reagan clip where Ronald Reagan foresaw the future. He called it 100 years out, but he, he missed it by almost 50 years. Uh, let's go to John from Wisconsin. John, welcome to the Sean Thompson yeah. Show. Thank you so much, uh, John. I enjoyed the show, Sean's show and yours. <clears throat> um, the North Vietnamese Army uh, drove uh, civilians ahead of them into South Vietnam, throughout South Vietnam and, and destroying the cohesiveness of the communities ahead of them. 
um, and it was like war over. Yep. And uh, so to destroy the the community by overwhelming the, all the services and everything. And, oh, that's not uh, happening today, is it, um, John? <clears throat> well, it's happening with Hamas. Yeah. And it, it's happening here, obviously, with the population of people across the border. That's true. Thanks so much for calling, John. we got to go. Uh, Dominic from Glendale Heights, quickly. Yeah. The thing is, you just need to make the Democrat voter understand that they're losing. They're not getting the message, and they need to get the message. That's how you're going to change things. The Democrat voter has to lose something for them to realize they lost. Amen. Thanks, Dominic. Let's go to Karen. Pensions? I, I just want to say this is all about pensions. Mm. It's all about the pensions. The Monopoly game needs some new players, okay? And let's be real. We understand what war is. War is going in other countries, taking all that they have so that in the end they will end up in America and make America one of the largest corporations. And everybody that's in politics are getting paid from the corporate people. Pensions, pensions. Somebody got to be at the bottom so that the people at the top can continue to pinch. We better wake hey, up. Hey, Karen, don't hang up yet. Real we'll, we'll quickly. Yes, Thank yes. you for everything you do and what you've been doing. A lot of people don't know because when I, you see when you see you guys get on TV, they say, "Well, they voted for it." You guys didn't. You guys, you guys have been yeah. fighting for decades, and, and what's happening in the city of Chicago. So I wanted to say, I heard you calling in my on my radio show. I think when Valon was hosting it, but I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Karen. Let me just say this. Thank you all, because it's a blessing to hear people tell the truth and know what they're talking about. It's about the pinches. Love you. Keep That's doing right. what Thank you're you. Thank you. All right, I want to play this real, this clip from Ronald Reagan really quickly. Uh, listen to what Ronald Reagan had to say. I, I don't know how much I'll be able to get in. Here we go. If I could just take a moment. And t- I had an assignment the other day. Someone asked me to write a letter for a time capsule that is going to be opened in Los Angeles 100 years from now on our tricentennial. It sounded like an easy assignment. They suggested I write something about the problems and issues of the day. And I set out to do so, riding down the coast in an automobile looking at the blue Pacific out on one side and the Santa Ynez Mountains on the other, and I couldn't help but wonder if it was going to be that beautiful a hundred years from now as it was on that summer day. And then, as I tried to write, let your own minds turn to that task. You're going to write for people a hundred years from now who know all about us. We know nothing about them. We don't know what kind of a world they'll be living in. And suddenly... I thought to myself, if I write of the problems, they'll be the domestic problems of which the president spoke here tonight, the challenges confronting us, the erosion of freedom that has taken place under Democrat rule in this country, the invasion of private rights, the controls and restrictions on the vitality of the great free economy that we enjoy. These are our challenges that we must meet. And then again, there is that challenge of which he spoke, that we live in a world in which the great powers have poised and aimed at each other horrible missiles of destruction, nuclear... We miss a, a president like Ronald Reagan, and I think Trump fashioned himself after Ronald Reagan. Prosecutor, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you, John. Uh, I'll be back here tomorrow. Pistol Pete, thank you. Jim Minotti, thank you. I'll be back here tomorrow with the Troublemaker. See ya.